Good evening, everybody. <laughs> nice to be here and be with you guys. Uh, yeah, it's really amazing just to be in God's house with God's people. Eh? What an what a actual joy and where else would we rather be on a Sunday? I don't think um, there's a better place to be, to be honest. Eh? Just to be in God's presence, be with the people that he died for and, and love so dearly. I think it's, yeah, what an honor and a joy eh? to be sharing. So, yeah, just uh, last week I was obviously, uh, I was out, uh, I heard last night rocked, it rocked last, last Sunday, so I was really jealous, but um, yeah, I wish, wish we could have been here. Maybe just because we weren't here, that was so awesome. <laughs> Maybe we should go away like every Sunday. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we were sharing in Sunningdale, I was preaching on that side, actually sharing my story, my testimony, and it was really amazing. We took a team of guys, we took... Um, took a combi full of people, and it was amazing, and we, yeah, we really, it was just great to expose people to the greater, bigger picture of Josh Jen. Obviously, there's various congregations right across the city, and God's doing amazing things there, so it was very special to go back. We were actually in that congregation long ago, and um, yeah, so it was really cool to go back. Um, kind of, I said Chantal, felt quite weird, because we went back as elders, and all, the, all my friends that discipled me were... Um, are deacons in that church now, so it was kind of strange <laughs> walking in there, and they're like, I felt like the younger elder, um, so it was pretty cool, and yeah, it was fun. So um, I'm going to start my stopwatch just to track time, and we're going to jump in and just share a little bit about what, what God's been downloading to me this week, and um, yeah, it just really is an encouragement for us tonight, and um, I know that Luke shared last night, last Sunday, on a little bit about the fear of God. So I think tonight um, we're going to look at a little bit of a different aspect of, of Jesus' character. Um, yeah, so I've entitled my preach, I know Dill's been uh, entitling his preaches, so I'm going to follow that on. <laughs> I actually stole it, I stole it from Andrew Selly, so it's called Loving and Living, Loving and Living. So it's a little excerpt from, we had an awesome uh, meeting uh, on Friday night with Andrew, and it was really just a privilege to be there. So I'm going to share a little bit around what he shared with us. Um, so I really think it's, it's quite pertinent to us. I'm not going to share all of the details. I'm just going to share the good side of what he shared, <laughs> not the extremely challenging side, but that's cool. Um, so yeah, I just really felt um, God gave me a couple of pictures. Um, and before I get into those pictures, I just really felt... Yeah, Dil was asking me, he said, like, where, where, do, where do I feel the congregation's at at the moment? And I just really feel like we've turned a corner as Musenberg. I don't know if you guys feel that, but I certainly feel like we've turned a corner. And I just want to encourage you guys as a church and as a community of believers, like, well done, guys. Like, I really feel God wants to commend you people tonight. And, like, yeah, there's just been signs of fruit and life. And there's, like, there's little bits of hope and joy and I know it's been hard, and it's been a hard season for some people, and you might look at your life and go like, yes, there's just so much that needs to change, and that's so difficult, but actually God is looking for those little signs of life, and those little blossoms, and little beautiful shoots that are coming out, so yeah, I just want to encourage you guys, you might feel like you've been, the sword's been plunged into your side, or the, the surgeon, the knife of the surgeon has been cutting away things, but actually the reason that God does that, the reason he prunes the, the fruit trees, that it would be bear more fruit. So isn't that wonderful to know? So yeah, just be encouraged tonight. I really felt 
that um, I actually felt what Rosie shared, that scripture, that he's here to remove our burdens, and he wants to release a joy even tonight as I'm sharing. So let's trust for that. Let's trust that God just brings his joy. So, um, yeah, maybe let me just pray, pray for that, actually. Just, I just feel like there is something on, on that. Yeah, Lord, I just pray even as I share tonight, God, just, um, yeah, just preaching is also, it's not just preaching and sharing a word, it's actually spending time with you, and we can spend time um, just even as I preach and share, and I just pray you just release a joy over this congregation, and so much life, God, even more of your, of your life, God, your, um, yeah, God, for it says the joy of the Lord is my strength, God, and I pray that that would be our strength, God, that would that, Lord, we're here to do business with you, but we're also here to have fun and to enjoy you, God. And I pray that I would even enjoy you tonight as I'm sharing, that those people that are listening, God, would enjoy you, God, and that your joy would be our strength. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome, guys. Yeah, there is something of joy, man. It's just like, come on, God. Like you've, There's a joy. There's a joy here that God has got for us that we want to step into. Isn't that exciting, eh? So I was also just looking, I was, I was sitting outside getting ready to prepare for this afternoon. It was a bit of a last minute uh, decision that I would be here. Dylan was actually, um, unfortunately got sick and you know, obviously just trusting gets better really quickly. But he did ask me to share. Well, I put my hand up and said, yeah, cool, I'll share. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, just, I just want to remind us that we are church plant, guys. Do you know that? This is a church plant. Okay, and do you, th- you know that God gives us a name, specifically a church plant? Do you think there's a reason why it might be called a plant? Yeah? Any ideas? It's growing. It's busy growing, okay? So it starts off in a little seed. There's a little seed that was planted in Dylan's heart. Dylan Hackett started this uh, congregation. But it was a seed, right? And that seed had to be put into their hearts. It had to, be, it had to die Hey, do you know that the seed dies, and, and that I'm sure it died, I know it died in your guys' hearts, like just knowing them quite well, that even the hope of this thing was like, oh God, like you're putting something inside us, but even that hope that there would be a congregation had to die, because when a seed dies, it actually bears fruit. And I, I was looking at my lemon tree, and it's actually quite incredible, because um, this lemon tree, I promise you, I've prayed over this thing, I've like done all the spiritual things, I've... Um, I've, but then I also have done the, what I can do in my own strength. I've actually put like awesome organic uh, fertilizer in, um, and this tree is actually taking off. And before winter, I thought, you know what, yes, this, like what's happening with this tree? Like where, I'm seeing like one or two little buds of lemons, and I was like, ah, that's okay. Look, I'm, I'm happy there is like some fruit at least. There's, there's lemons that are growing here. But Lord, can't there just be a lot more? I mean, that's okay, but surely there's more. And then I promise you, literally overnight, I don't know what happened. I think I moved the one tree into this, the right position, and it was styling in this one place. There was no wind. It had all its nutrients. I was, Thron was dutifully uh, watering it every day, like I remind him. <clears throat> but suddenly, I promise you, the blossoms, the, like all these blossoms started coming. And I looked, I was brying outside this afternoon, and I was like, my gosh, like in one little branch, there's literally like 10 or 15 little mini lemons growing there. And I was like... This tree is going to be full of lemons. And I was like, yes, bro, that's so awesome. I'm so pumped because I've never had lemons like in my entire gardening <laughs> experience. And I've got two trees and they're doing so well. And um, yeah, I just felt for us, you know, that um, like I actually bought this lemons, those lemon trees, they, they're fully grown and are starting to bear fruit. But they were a seed. They were a seed. And then I bought them as a sapling, 
when we were in Fishhook in 2019, which is pretty much just before this church was birthed. We actually started early 2020. Remember that? Like just before COVID, we started meeting. But it hasn't been a long time, guys. And God, I just want to just even to encourage the Joneses. Um, I know Dill isn't here, but actually we haven't been going a long time. And we're starting to see signs of life. We're starting to see little blossoms. And we, one day we're going to pick fruit. Like I'm going to pick the fruit of that first lemon. And maybe I'll even announce it. <laughs> or we'll have a lemonade party or something. But... Uh, <laughs> But I'm telling you, it's going, to be like, it's going to be awesome to have my own fruit. And I think that's very much the picture of what God's doing here with us. Like, we might go like, yes, man, we're not seeing, like, a lot of fruit. Um, like, there's little bits of fruit. There's small things. But surely, God, there's more. There's, like, this whole tree of lemons that you want to produce through us as a congregation. Don't you guys feel like that? I don't know, but I do. <laughs> Um, and yeah, man, you know, when, when we see God busy with us, when you see that sword going in, or we see that the shears coming for us and like pruning stuff off, it can be sore, you know, it can be, actually be quite aina, and it can really hurt. But the thing is that the reason the gardener, the, our heavenly God of Jesus, he comes in and he prunes us, he cuts away things that aren't bearing fruit so that we would bear more fruit. So it's not to hurt us, it's not to harm us, but it's in his love that he does it. So... Yeah, I just really felt that that's, that's been the picture. So, let, Rod, if you could put up um, Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word of, the law of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Sure. So, so that's the thing. That's what God's been doing through his word and just, um, just through what he's been doing in us. And even last week, he's been bringing the sword in. But it's to, it's to expose things that would actually, he actually wants to remove things that would bring us or stand in the way of us coming close to our heavenly, to our father who actually really loves us. And the reason he's doing this is that, um, yeah, he's wanting to, he's wanting to actually bring such a unity because it says, the Bible says it, sin separates us from God. And I really felt for us as a congregation as well that actually as he removes these things out the way, he's going to start drawing us close. And he gave me this picture. Now, have you ever seen that Roman, uh, it's called a, a Roman uh, testudo, a Roman testudo formation. But basically it looks like a massive, it looks like a human tortoise. And the Romans they actually link their shields together. They've got shields on top of their heads on the sides, like literally the, they're just this human um, unit that moves together close, and they tuck their shields in behind them. And do you know why they do that? The reason is that they, it's to protect themselves from the enemy's fire. So they would actually, they would come close together, but it was a protection. It was like the shield of faith, because we are in a war, guys, and as we come close together, as we deal with these things in our hearts, we're actually going to draw close together. And isn't that beautiful that actually we're going to become like this unit that's tight. And I can feel God's actually pulling us closer. The, the relationships are building. It takes time. Like we're new to each other. It takes time to build a church. But actually, God is, is forming this unit that's actually preparing us for battle. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> and, and also just to remind you as well, I just felt that even um, there's this sense of 
the sword cutting, there, there might be, it might be, it might have been quite hectic the last little while for a lot of you guys, but I just want to remind you that actually the reason we do this is that it's for the joy set before us. Like we go through, like we talk about Josh Jen, it used to be, I mean, it used to be our slogan, dying to live. And I mean, it's, I'll, I'll gladly die because I know the price, I know it's worthwhile, but I think for a lot of us coming in, we might go, yes, guys, dying is so hard. Like, what are you talking about? Like, just dying to live. I mean, like, what are we dying for? And I just really felt God reminding us that we're dying because there's a joy that is set before us. And um, there's a cost involved, sure, but there's also a joy. And I want to just emphasize that. We can stick up Hebrews 12 verse 1. Yeah, this is awesome. It actually links in so amazingly with what um, Laura shared. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, eh, all these nations worshiping God, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And keep going. The next, I think it's one, two, three, yeah. <clears throat> let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hey, how awesome is that? So even Jesus had to have a joy. He had to have a reward before him to actually get through that cross. And how much more shouldn't we need that joy, that reminder that actually there is a joy set before us that we cannot take our eyes off. And even as we deal with our own sinful nature, we deal with our flesh, actually, there's this joy. And he is going to pour out his crown. We're going to be able to throw down our crowns before him one day in heaven, eh? Isn't that amazing? One day, if we've been faithful, good and faithful servants, we get to throw down our crowns before God. Eh? I mean, don't, that's, that's what I want, personally, honestly, for my life. I want God to say, my good and faithful servant. And, yeah, and just... I want to live in a, in a mansion when I'm in heaven. I don't know about you guys, but I'm aiming for that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So that's, what I, that's basically what I wanted to share. Just from, just, it's kind of like a prophetic picture of, of where we're at at the moment, what God is doing, and just an encouragement for us. And on the back of that, I wanted to just share a little bit around just who God is, who Jesus is, and a little bit about loving and living and what that means. So, so this is a little bit of a um, summary of what Andrew shared, but I really feel that it's actually a now word. It's something for us as a, as a church and a bunch of leaders. So I might be speaking in, in a sense to us as leaders, but I think we all, in a sense, we all are leaders. Do you guys know that you're leaders? Hey? You might not be a deacon or an elder or a home group leader, but if you're leading your dog or your cat, you're probably a leader, eh? <laughs> okay. There's people that follow you at work or wherever your sphere of influence is, you're actually leading because you're showing people who Jesus is through your life. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> All right. So let's, let's have a look at Ephesians. I'm just going to read... That's actually Ephesians 1, verse 21 to 23, but I'm going to read the first little part because it ties into to what, as what kind of doesn't make sense if we just read from 21. It's halfway through the sentence. 
I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Yo, God. So, yeah, it's just this, it's such an incredible picture of, of Jesus actually being the center of everything that we do when it comes to church. He's the one that we focus on and glorify. And even through our lives and our relationships with those in church, he needs to be the center. We're not the focus, but actually he's this incredible person that we come to. And yeah, there's just this sense that um, even as we meet, there should be the sense of a bit of heaven as we come together. We're actually finding our heavenly father, this powerful, great God that transforms our lives. And as he does that, we, others follow us as we are transformed, we lead and show others the way. So there's just this incredible picture. And I really, um, like Andrew was sharing, there's just the sense that there needs to be more of Jesus, you know, as we are dealt, even as leaders, as we become more like him, he is, he's poured out through us and we see him and he is exalted through our lives. So, yeah, just to remind you as well that he's a loving dad, man. Yeah, sometimes we, um, you know, we might be corrected or rebuked or encouraged, but it's always, I remember Dion Delport, he always says this to me, it's under the smile of heaven that our heavenly father does everything. So when, when God when you feel like you've had a, a clap from God, you know, like he's, I know, you probably can't say that, you're getting in trouble, but he's bent you over and given you six, you know. <laughs> I mean, people who've lived in the old dispensation or a few years ago would understand that. But, um, you know, you might feel like you've got clapped by God, but actually it's not because he wants, he's not this big bad housemaster like I was at school with that, you know, pulls out a cane and whips you. It's actually this, this loving dad. It might be sore, but it's because he wants to bring you into more. He wants, it's because he loves you. You know, he might, some of us are, you know, we're hard-headed, we, we're stubborn, we don't learn easily. We, we might need that club. But others, you know, he might gently rebuke you or warn you or whatever, but it might feel like a club to you. But actually, it's because he's good and he's, he's a loving, good dad. So just remember that. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, guys, it's, and so let's, let's read another, another scripture as well, 1 Thessalonians 6 verse, um, sorry, 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 6 to 12, there, Rod's got it. And I just want to kind of end off on this, um, this kind of concept that, that Andrew was sharing about, but it's just such a great reminder. It says, we were not looking for praise from men, not from you or anyone else. As apostles of Christ, we could have been a burden to you. But we were gentle among you, like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. 
Oh, sorry. You're witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Awesome. So we might, we might pick up that scripture again just now. But, but actually, I don't know if you guys see that, but there's this picture here of a family, of a father and his children. And in a sense, like, we are fathers in the house. Like, elders, we, we really see you as children. Like, some of you guys might, like, Keith, he could be my, my dad, actually. My dad's nearly 80. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's, he's my son. It's, it's crazy in the kingdom. I mean, he could be my dad, but actually in the faith and how, how I see Keith is, I mean, he, he, I probably feel like a spiritual son to him in some ways, but in some ways he feels like a son to me. And that's this beautiful picture that God um, gives us of people in church. It's actually, it's this, this intimate relationship. And um, yeah, so, and I mean, I love that scripture. I'll just read it again. Um, yeah, I think it's verse 7. Yeah, it says, instead, we were like young children among you, just as a nurse, nursing mother cares for her children. And it's just like a nursing mother. That's like an intimate picture, hey, guys? I mean, that's like, in the Bible's talking about nursing. That's like a little baby that, like, if, they, if, they, if their mother doesn't produce milk, like, that, that baby's going to die, you know? It's that intimate. It's this picture of, like, they really need us. They need, then if we're not providing what they need, that, that child you know, they have to have formula or they have to make something else up for it. But the ideal is a mother's milk. And in a sense, that's what we need to provide as, your, as spiritual parents in this house. Like, we are those that actually care for you guys. And we, we're looking for those things that you're lacking. And we want to be, be, the, be, be God's hands and feed to you. But at the same time, like, that's that, there's also that picture, as we love you, then you go and do the same, you know, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. So there's also that challenge that actually for us guys, we, we want to be those that are also loving and bringing others, the babies that are, the people like Alex that are here, the Ricardos that are coming into the kingdom, that people like a Carl or Michael can disciple and be the mothers and fathers to them as well, you know. So it is this, it's this picture that, that actually we, we lead the way, but actually there's this intention of multiplication, of bearing fruit, that as we follow God, others will follow us, and they will teach others to do the same and to disciple others. So it's just, just it's like this continuous um, circle of life in a sense. Awesome. Is this making sense to you guys? <laughs> okay, good. All right. But um, yeah, and I really just felt, um, yeah, that, you know, we are, like, we want to be, like, I mean, God's been speaking to me about this um, as well, is that, like, like Thorin's been, he's, he's, you know, sometimes, like kids are inconvenient, right? I don't know anybody here has got, <laughs> has got children. Um, yeah, and they, you know, they, like, I mean, they, you'd think they're inconvenient when they're small and, like, they don't go away, you know? I mean, like children, <laughs> like you think you're just going to, you're just going to have them like, and it's like a moment of passion and like suddenly you've got children and it's great. Um, but son, you know, the problem is that they, the, 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 the good and the bad thing is that they are, um, they're with you for life. Like you're committed, like you, you're all in when you've got a child, right? Has anybody, I mean, 
I'm sure you guys relate, eh, in all different levels. I mean, some of you have got, like, your kids have gone way, like, way past where my children are at. But, um, hmm? they're blessing. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm getting to that, don't worry. <laughs> but, but, but when we're leading, it's fine when it's your own child, right? It's like you've got more grace in a sense, or sometimes you don't have grace. I don't know, it's probably a bit of both, because you, they're close to you, and you can be less gracious with your own kids, although you should be more gracious, but um, there's, <clears throat> I'm just being really honest here, but, but the thing is that, that God calls us to father people and to love them, and, um, and, and actually, like, I mean, I'll, I'll use Blake as an example here, like, I mean, I, I do it at home, and uh, like, you've, you've challenged me as well, but like, Thorne, I mean, I'm not a big, like, watch, I, I still call it videos, but he says, come dad, come watch, like, YouTube, or whatever it is, and I'm like, ah, oh, like making excuses. I don't even want to sit for 10, five, 10 minutes doing, like getting into his world, doing something that he thinks is awesome. But it's important to him, you know. I, I, he needs time with me, and it's actually awesome if I actually kill myself and go, like, I'm going to go do something fun with Thorin because he's going to feel cool about it. And it's going to be building into his life. I mean, last Sunday, I nearly killed myself. I like, <laughs> not killed myself, but I, I wiped off my bike and. I'm still recovering from my, my ribs got bruised, but it was getting into his world and was cycling with him. I mean, it cost me like an arm and a leg to get into <laughs> to, to doing what he loves, mountain biking. But, um, but it's been totally worth it because, um, because he's my kid and I want to spend time with him and I want to I be enjoying life with him because I love him and he's my son. And in a sense, that's like us with with other spiritual kids like Blake. <laughs> Just like, I mean, on Friday, he loves getting together. He's like such a social guy and he's like a real networker and he's awesome. I mean, I dig him. He's just full of life and he's amped. He's like, let's experience life together. And he invited, well, he kind of mentioned something to me that he would like to go swimming early in the morning. <laughs> so I said to him, okay, well, Let's go, you know, like he missed called me on Thursday night, and I think it was maybe a pocket call, but I was like, oh, maybe he's reminding me. I actually wanted to bail on Friday and not go swimming at half past seven when it's still dark or just getting light, but I said to him, okay, well, let's go down, and I had a busy day planned. I was like, my usual default, I'm trying to do 100 things in one day, and I knew my schedule was packed, and I thought, okay, Blake, should be like, maybe just hang out, have a quick swim, maybe 15 minutes, half an hour, maximum. I thought, okay, I've got that in my day, it's cool. And then he said to me, um, yeah, it was so fun, it was hectic. I mean, it was like, I think it's the first time he's been in the ocean for I don't know how long. Um, but, but it was worth it, it was cold. And afterwards he said, well, let's go grab a coffee together. And I said, uh, yeah, okay, cool, that'll be cool. Um, but I could have easily said, you know, no, I've got like a busy day. But I just felt God saying, you know, he just wants to hang out, like, who am I to be too busy? This is like one of my sons, and I want to just build that bridge of relationship and get to know him, because one day those, that bridge has got to take heavy stuff across it, and he's like, he's got a lot of stuff on his life, and there's, yeah, there's stuff that I could help him with, there's stuff that he could help me with, but we need to build this bond and this time, and family takes time to build those connections. So, yeah, so that's just this picture that God wants to to actually show us of what it means to love and live. It's not about here standing up on a Sunday and preaching the Word of God. That's important. I get that. But it's actually about when people come in here, new guys like um, Gareth, that's here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using your name. But, um, 
yeah, Gareth, like we've been chatting and it's, you know, when I'm here, I don't want to be busy like getting God's house ready, but not actually spending time with him because he's taking time out to, he's looking for a church. He's, well, I think he is, but we want to like, we want to build that connection. We want to spend time together. And that's, that's really what church is about. It's about loving people, not just about doing the right thing and getting through like a ritual on a Sunday or whatever. Awesome. So you guys are understanding that. You're getting this picture of what, what God is building. And you know what? It's, a, it's about our hearts, man. It's about us. Like, it's about us firstly as leaders showing you guys the way. But it's about opening our hearts up. And actually, you know, it's about hospitality. It's about us, about bringing people into our homes. And, and it takes time, guys. It's inconvenient to be a Christian. Just like, let's say that up front. <laughs> it does take time. It does take resources. It does take money. But it's amazing. I mean, like Abu and Anisha often opening up their home, just blessing people, just eating, feasting together. I mean, those times are like, it's like gold. That's what, that's what this community is about. And I mean, even the last uh, three weekends, I mean, I actually, um, this last weekend, I actually said to Chantal on Saturday, I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm not going to check out messages because... I can't, I don't know if I can handle another spontaneous pop-in on a Saturday. <laughs> and um, anyhow, so the last two weekends have been awesome. Two old friends came by, like, um, I don't know, it, it felt like it was two weeks in a row, Chantal remind me. But anyway, the third, then Luke contacted me on yesterday and said, hey, like, I'm just coming for a surf, do you want to hang out? And I promised Chantal things I had to do. Um, but I just thought, you know what, people are more important. I just want to hang out because I love people. I mean, I do love surfing as well, but um, I was like, I just want to spend time, I want to spend time loving people because it's about building those relationships. And that's one day, you know, one day, what am I going to take with me to heaven? It's those times that I've spent loving people and building into people because that's what it's about, guys. Like my career and my to-do list, which never gets completed, um, those things, God's not going to check up on me and go like, your to-do list was like 101 and you only got to like number 50. He's going to be more concerned about the lives that I've impacted and the, how I've used my time for the kingdom. I mean, that's, yeah, that, it's so worthwhile. So, um, yeah, guys, so I really want to really just, it's a simple encouragement, but, um, yeah, you know what, we want to we want to reflect God well as leaders um, as fathers in the house, in a sense. And I really want to encourage you guys, like the pictures of parents in a house, but also I wanted to challenge you tonight. Like feel encouraged, but I want you to feel that, and it's going to take time, but I want you to feel that you can also become children in the house as well. And I know that's a weird thing to say. Do you think you could become a child <laughs> to us as those, in a sense, leading you and loving you? Because I tell you, as you do that, like there's just... And I know a lot of you are older than me. I know it does feel really weird, and it might be strange to think of a younger guy as possibly a father spiritually. But actually, there's just such a... Um, I mean, I had to do it, guys. I had... Ryan Kingsley was a little snortkop um, <laughs> when he came to City Bar. And, I mean, that guy is like... He is amazing. He's like anointed by God. He loves Jesus. Not just anointed, but he's gifted... But more than gifting, he loves God passionately. I mean, he was probably like 10 years younger than me, but he discipled me into, into what I'm walking in now because I allowed him to, I saw him as my spiritual father. I was like, you know what, Ryan? I don't have all the answers. I might have more life experience than you. I might have worldly wisdom in a sense, but actually in God, 
you are way wiser than me. You have got so much to teach me. And I'm going to humble my heart and actually go, you know what? Like, I want to learn from you. And that takes, it takes a lot. It takes humility. But you know what? Dare to trust us. I tell you, as you get to know us, we love God and we love you guys. And that, it's not going to happen overnight, but dare to trust. Trust is a decision you make. And as you do that, you're going to see God is just going to, um, he's going to build supernatural, you're going to be connected in, you're going to be supernaturally um, transformed as we follow Jesus. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Like the church, it doesn't make sense, but because it's God and it's his picture of his bride on earth. And he's this lover, like pursuing us. And he pursues us through people, through people like myself, Dylan Harker. We might seem weird, but actually we just... <laughs> we're just in love with God and you guys might I know people have even said to me you're like the hound of heaven you might go like yes but you like never give up on me or I know Dylan's even worse but in a good way <laughs> he's like he keeps on trying because he loves you guys like he might think yes why is like Dylan contacting me again I wish he'd just go away but <laughs> but it's but it's because we love you guys, and we, we are, like, under God, we see ourselves as those that are caring, and we have to give an account for you one day. But it's because our hearts, we've given our hearts over to God. So I want to encourage you guys, as we journey together, can you, can you do that? Can you posture your hearts as children in God? Even the Ronrin, I know it's, <laughs> even the oldies here. But I'm, I already see that. I think, in a sense, you guys do, and... Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do as older people, but I really believe in God, in His grace, and in His kindness, you are able to do these things. Okay, awesome. So, so I've kind of just like gone off my notes as I've, as I've been sharing, but I really feel, I really sense that tonight, yeah, God has done, He's done something, and um, He really, yeah, He does want to commend you guys and encourage you. So, yeah, let's do that. As we do that together, we are going to reflect him better. He's going to be enthroned. He's going to be high and lifted up in our presence. And when people come in here, they're going to see Jesus. They're going to see him as the center of everything we do, as we learn to li love and live as he wants us to do. So, Craig, you're going to start calling on you now. So, yeah, so that's...